0: First so fuck your bitch in the click you claim. Westside, when we ride, come equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. We bust on bad Fuck tryna trying to see me weak, hearts I rip. Ricky Smalls and Junior Mafia, some mark ass bitches We keep on coming while we running for your dudes Steady gunning, keep on bustin' at the boots. You know the rules, Lil' Caesar, go ask your homie How I'll I leave you, cut your young ass up Leave you in peace, now be deceased Lil' Kim, don't fuck around with real quick Put the your ugly ass off the streets So fuck peace, i let the niggas know it's all for life Don't let the west side ride the night <laughs> Bad boy murdered on wax and killed Fuck with me and get your cats
1: What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Internet's Best Libertarian Veteran Podcast. That's right. We own this niche at Not A Real Veteran. Thank you guys for being here. We have a really awesome show for you tonight. Unfortunately, the government has been doing some really screwed up things to veterans this week, so we have a lot to talk about. We're going to be covering the Biden administration's new plan to curb suicide for veterans and how that really amounts to taking more freedom away from us. We're going to talk about the airmen and the guardians in the military who are still refusing to be vaccinated and how that's being handled. And we're going to talk about the Department of Justice seeking harsher punishments because someone was a veteran who participated in January 6th. So we have a lot of stuff to touch on, um, a lot of things to cover, and we will be with you shortly. my first time seeing the brand new intro video i hope you guys enjoyed it uh music's a little different i'm i'm holding out the jury's still out on it but anyway without further ado let me welcome my brother from another mother my best friend coincidentally my co-host joe bennett welcome what's up
0: thanks thanks for having me
1: anytime anytime ready to cover some fantastic ad reads before we get started
0: Oh yeah, I always forget about the reading of the ads. Well, we can't forget that because that's what keeps the show on the air.
1: So, if you will, Sir Braxton,
0: I mean Joe. Well, uh, Tom for 52.com, Thomas Queter for Senate, um, visit his website, send him money, vote for him, and I've said it before, I'll say it a lot more times. Thomas is a very, very good um, public servant, planner, um, policymaker. He's actually very good at the nitty-gritty and the making of policies. And uh, as libertarians, we definitely need that as much as anybody. So uh, definitely support Tom. Give him all of the supports.
1: That is right. And you can find him at Tom452.com. That's tomfor 5 com, And... Crowned by Gold, book three of the Royal Green series by Mr. Jack Casey. Uh, Wow, I kind of misplaced my copy of the Royal Green. It's over here, though. Buy it on paperback or Kindle. You can get it on Amazon. Look up the Royal Green. Give it a read, and then come on here and let us know how it is, because we would love to know.
0: The Alaskan Raven, also known as Slit Crow, um, follow them for the memes. And I hear that if you ask them, they'll even make you memes. So uh, very hard to beat. Very hard indeed.
1: And lastly, we have the Greasy Porcupine Mobile Auto Repair Service. Pay what you think is fair. You can look them up at greasyporcupines.org or by calling Alex at the number oops, below. Without further ado, let's get to the nitty-gritty Of this Veteran Libertarian podcast. Before before we get into veteran issues, we should give a big shout out to Libertarians everywhere, but especially Libertarians who ran for office this week, because yesterday, 140 Libertarians were elected nationwide in all kinds of local positions from city council to water board, school board, and everything in between. So the Libertarian Party is coming out with some serious muscle this week. And We're going to continue to grow, continue to change this culture, continue to influence people and show them that liberty, the idea that America was founded on, is also the idea that's going to save us from the incredible mess that we're in now.
0: Yeah. What is the libertarian stance on waterboarding?
1: (laughs) Not that kind of waterboard, Braxton, but I would assume when it comes to co-host to co-host, it's completely okay as long as it's consensual. So the waterboarding that we've had in the past is totally fine, but – this is about managing water and soil resources, um, and I'm talking about Andy Kennedy, New Andy D- Kennedy down in New Mexico. Correct, um, great guy. He's going to do a fantastic job. I love having libertarians who have an environmental mindset as well in um, a position of authority, and this is what we need to keep doing: is winning elections. Um, and thank you, Janice, for greasyporcupines.org. I'm guessing that's Alex Flores's grandma not sure but anyway it's a very exciting week for libertarians everywhere um let's keep doing it if you haven't ran for office and you think you'd be a good candidate please do Um, if you look at some of the candidates who are in our city councils in our school boards there's a lot of absolute lunatics and losers out there so if you think that maybe you're not outspoken enough maybe you don't have the best reputation you've never done anything like that before run a lot of those people are in the same boat the only difference is that they're cocky enough to try it and they ruin they ruin our communities because of it so Be confident. You've got an entire party and system behind you to help you. Um, You've got the most solid principles in the entire world right now, and you can't go wrong. You can't be worse than what the Republicans are putting out. So please run for office if you think you'd be good at it and you have a passion to change things. When are you running for office, Brax? Mm,
0: Running is for cowards.
1: (laughs) I hate you. All right. Yeah, Well, let's get on to the stuff, the good stuff that this show is about, which is veteran issues. Um, the first thing I think we should talk about is the Biden administration's plan to curb veteran suicide. Oh, Thank God. Um, thank God, indeed. Now, I read through the whole thing. I skimmed through the whole thing. I didn't read every single word of it, but you know, it basically seems like something I would write in a college paper to get an A but not actually – anything forward of actual substance but the biggest thing that's interesting is how a big part of their plan to curb veteran suicide is promoting safe storage of firearms um what do you think Braxton do you think there's some validity to that do you think that storage of firearms could actually have an effect on the numbers what's your thoughts
0: yeah I really doubt that and I actually didn't read that uh whatever you want to call it the policy memo I didn't read it but um what is overall, what's the what's the big idea?
1: Well, to be honest, there was none because that's what I mean. It was basically like a college paper. It was just completely empty, full of like, oh, we're going to promote this. We're going to promote this. We're going to promote this. Um, but the big thing, the fine print that really affects this issue specifically is them talking about working with healthcare providers to put gun storage safety plans in place. And I think what that really ultimately is, is fluffy language for saying that they're going to separate veterans from their firearms whenever they're in a crisis. So if I were to go down to the VA hospital and say that I'm thinking about killing myself, they would find some way to remove those firearms from my home. Um, as nice as that sounds on paper, as you know, logical as that seems, taking freedom from people is not the solution. And it also ignores the fundamental issues of why those people want to kill themselves in the first place, which is what they should be focusing on, which is what the VA's response should be. Good point. (laughs) Shut up, Sean. (laughs) Great point. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, anyway, so yeah, what do you think? Are we ignoring the real issues? Um, Do they have a right to do that?
0: Okay, obviously not. And then that's just like the government to go after the, you know, the means, but not the cause. You know, I mean, that makes absolutely no sense. That's, you know, we make murder legal. Uh, people still get shot up every day in Chicago. So we're going to make the weapons illegal also. That way the action's double illegal and, you know, so on and so forth down the line and it changes nothing. And then if, you know, someone's making these policies, of course you would want them to actually care about, you know, the reason why, exactly. you know, that's exactly it. And, you know, I've talked to some people who personally, they have some, and, you know, almost like you do um, actually just about their views on suicide. Some people see the right to take your own life is, you know, you can't have, you can't say that life is an inherent right if you don't have the right to take your own life and the human euthanasia. I've heard people say specifically, you know, it's like if you're in a shitty movie um, and someone wants to get up during the middle of the movie, like, yeah, I don't like this, I'm not going to hold their hand, I'm not going to seatbelt to their seat and, you know, make them watch this movie. Um, and I guess I understand that to a degree, but I think that's the exact same uh, issue we're looking at here is like, okay, I understand that. But the problem is not, you know, specifically and only that these people are killing themselves. It's the fact that they want to kill themselves. Exactly. That's the part I'm not okay with, you know? Well, I mean, yeah. so um, definitely needs to be addressed. The firearm storage and all that other stuff sounds crazy. Um, just kind of like a funny little sidebar. One of the things I thought of though, if they were to do that, Um, with veterans or the country as a whole, but even just with veterans, you know, suicide with a firearm makes up a huge uh, portion of the firearm death statistics. Yeah. So, I mean, if they did that, you know, gun violence would probably drop, you know, 60% overnight. So that would be sort of funny.
1: Which would be excellent for the Biden administration to be like, oh, we curbed gun violence through this
0: VA policy. But –
1: I think you're exactly right, man. And it's almost an insult to the real problems that veterans are mm-hmm. facing to just try to go after the, the cause or the, the means. Like you said, this is the equivalent of a city complaining about homelessness and then building spikes under an overpass to keep homeless people from laying there. It's yep. like you're not actually going after the root cause. You're not actually solving people's problems. And the fundamental problem with that is that the VA, or not the VA, but the government is responsible for that PTSD, The government is responsible for those problems. So for them to cause these things and then to say we're not actually going to help you get over these problems, we're just going to keep you from ending your life in a very physical, immediate, surface-level way Mm -hmm. is just completely asinine and extremely disrespectful to the issues that are plaguing veterans all over the country.
0: Um, Yeah. Yeah, absolutely, dude. And there's another point to be made there, and that's the point I thought of. Merely seconds ago. And (laughs) it was Oh Cromney. Well, I guess that doesn't matter.
1: (laughs) Well, what sucks about it too, though, is that you know they don't mention they don't mention changing military policy. Mm. They don't mention better mental health access while people are on active duty. They don't mention sending less people to war and having a higher threshold for the reasons that they go to war. Mm. That's absolutely freaking right, Roy force you to live in the pain they created. That's exactly what it is. And I think Braxton, you're right. You hit on something that I wouldn't have really thought about with this argument. Taking your life kind of is a fundamental right. And just because you seek treatment to get over that hump in your life and to get out of that darkness does not mean that you should lose the means to be able to submit to it if you desire to. Um, And as dark as that sounds, as sad as that is, that's the reality of the universe. And humans have that freedom where we're autonomous, you know, sovereign creatures, and we should have the right to take our life if we if we so choose. Any other thoughts you got on that issue?
0: Man, there's there's people that want to come on and uh, talk about that specifically, and uh, those will be really good episodes. Uh, we need to get with the bull trend worker. Yeah. I mean, oh, so we'll talk about that more, but yeah, that's it's really odd, really stupid. Oh, I remember what I was thinking of earlier. You know, all libertarians know, you know, prohibition doesn't work just by outlawing or okay, just by emphasizing firearm storage safety is not going to make people want to kill themselves any less. They're going to find a different way, you know, the same way as if you um, if you outlaw heroin, if you outlaw assault rifles, if you outlaw abortions, it's still going to happen. Um, so what a bunch of wieners and gonads. <laughs>
1: No, but you're exactly freaking right, dude.
0: Um, and
1: like Braxton said, guys, uh, we've been neglecting guests lately because Braxton and I just like to talk to each other, and yes. frankly, because I'm kind of lazy. But if anybody has something they want to contribute to this conversation, they haven't been on the show before, hit us up, uh, shoot us a message on the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus. You can shoot us a message on Not a Real Libertarian, and we would be glad to have you on the show to talk about whatever issues are important to you in the Libertarian Veteran community. Um mm. Okay, so that's settled now. Nobody thinks that gun control is going to prevent suicide. Cool. We're all on the same page here. Let's talk about vaccine mandates in the military. Um, so I read another article and saw statistic. I think the Air Force and Space Force are at about ninety seven percent compliance, maybe ninety six percent compliance. Um, the remainder of the services of people are either seeking the religious exemption. They are have just basically are in limbo and haven't said whether they're going to get it or not, but are basically falling through the cracks and haven't got it yet. Mm. But apparently there's only 800 people in the military or in the Air Force and Space Force. That's all the article covered that I read today on Military Times um, that are outright refusing it. So 800 airmen and, and guardians. God, I hate saying that. I wish they could change that. But only 800 people that are outright refusing it. So just a firm round of applause for the 800 people who put their foot down and actually said no. Instead of just waiting for things to happen to them mm-hmm. um, what do you think man because you're you're kind of in a similar situation. How much do you mind sharing about your personal life right now
0: no i don't I don't mind at all um, I knew whenever I signed on to be a podcast host uh, you know of this magnitude that you know I'd have to share some stuff like that but first of all, you know damn well that the military the dod i'd venture to say nobody has studied the Nobody studied COVID, transmission, um, or just any of its effects um, in air, space, or cyberspace. So, I mean, can you even contract COVID if you're in space?
1: <laughs> or cyberspace. What are you going to do there? Like your avatar walks up next to other avatar, six feet of separation?
0: That's what I'm saying. So six, I mean, the air- six
1: bits of separation.
0: <laughs> bit- I mean, that used to be the Air Force's slogan: airspace and cyberspace. Now it's sure. like, I guess, I guess it still is. Um, I'm, I don't know exactly how that went down, but uh, no, dude, really, really odd. We've talked about it before. It's kind of cool. The Air Force actually has like a heritage of defiance. Um, you know, the Air Force probably wouldn't uh, be its own branch if it weren't for Billy Mitchell. Uh, Uh, yeah you know going buck wild all the time and i've just heard so many hilarious stories about him um so i mean that's interesting uh you know i wasn't really uh, defiant in the military until i was and uh, it did not work out for me i think you'd say the same but uh as far as history goes that is an interesting note um as far as the vaccine mandates man like i don't know very very odd and uh How many people actually have been kicked out because of it?
1: I'm not sure that any have. Hold on. Let me peruse this thing real quick.
0: I mean, yeah, I'm going to peruse it as well because there's things to to say.
1: I'm not sure how many have actually – oh. So last month, the Air Force separated 40 basic and technical trainees for refusing the vaccine. Wow. Kudos kudos to them too. Now, it makes you wonder, and I'm sure it's the case. A lot of basic trainees and technical trainees decide somewhere in that window that the Air Force is no longer for them. Um, So that'd be a really easy way to exit without having to do too much extra work and paperwork and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So maybe some of them are using it for that, but I appreciate those 40 airmen. If you're one of those 40 airmen, come get on our freaking podcast. We want to talk to you about making that stance. I'm sure they're one of the 12 people watching right now. But seriously, I mean, that's incredible to be that new into the military and to be able to put your foot down and say, no, this is where I draw my line.
0: Man, here's something. The uh, Secretary of Defense said, to defend this nation, we need a healthy and ready force. Um, The vaccines will protect you and your family. They will protect your unit, your ship, and your coworkers. And they will ensure that we remain the most lethal and ready force in the world. Um so obviously that is a lie. Yeah. And it's so weird man, you know, a virus that affects so few and even if you're affected, you know, when you're talking about the demographics of the military, you know, the impact it'll have on mission, dude really the only impact is the bureaucracy. You know what I mean like it's so freaking weird man. It really makes you wonder why they're going full bore on this. Do they have a very nefarious deep state agenda that they're pushing? Um, is it just simply like a saving face thing? You know what I mean? If you're claiming authority over someone, obviously you can't, you know, be lax about it. You know, you have to keep the pimp strong. Get it the best Jimmy's. Um, I don't know what it is, man. But it, I mean, no matter how you feel about the COVID, the novel coronavirus, it's a weird situation. And these vaccine mandates are you know mega awkward turtle it, it it just doesn't add up none of it does does not you're add absolutely
1: up. right i'm I'm less inclined to believe that the military aspect of this is part of a nefarious agenda mm-hmm. um and more inclined to believe that it's exactly what you said saving face which is it is, is nefarious enough right sure, if you're yeah. pushing people through a medical lifestyle because you want to assert your authority over them that's as nefarious as it gets um so it's absolutely terrible I don't get it because the military is such a healthy place of young people Mm -hmm. um i don't think that the argument that you can risk i mean if anything military members are the most separated and confined to their own communities of basically any other american so the idea that they're going to go infect a nursing home and infect all these old people is ridiculous i mean they they live on their own base they i mean at least overseas and otherwise they're still not going to nursing homes but Mm -hmm. they they operate in mostly isolation from the rest of the world especially overseas so if any if anybody needs the vaccine if anybody doesn't need the vaccine at all it's the military and um yeah dude it's just absolutely frustrating and I don't personally get it and I think that what's also being really ignored that's a bothersome issue for me is the natural immunity thing it's like look the the vaccine does offer some protection nobody's denying that it's it's proven scientifically but so does natural immunity and you're trading one for the other and in a place like the military where almost everybody is a very very low statistical probability of actually dying of covid or even being hospitalized i would much rather have natural immunity spread throughout that community um than the vaccination and even even regardless of all of those things you don't. You don't own military members. You don't have a right to force ha. them to do whatever they want with their body. I know that the government asserts that it does. That's why the Libertarian Veteran Caucus exists because we believe that they don't, and we want to fight for more rights for the people who are enlisted.
0: But yeah, dude, it's too weird. Um, all of it is too weird. The you know, like we've talked about. You know, I think it was just personally the, uh, you know, the OSHA mandates the fines the $14,000 fine you yes. cannot levy a greater fine than yep. having an unvaccinated employee yeah, i mean exactly. there there's, i mean none of this makes any sense at all and then just the uh you know certain places whether it's like a place like new york city where you have to have a vaccine passport for anything like going to restaurants and stuff even um here it doesn't really affect me personally dude i've not been to the doctor in like years i i don't get sick very often um, however, um, cause obviously my tribe, you know, covers me medically and I work with people who are in the same situation. And, uh, you know, one guy that I work with to get like, uh, some dental work done, he, uh, he had to prove his vaccination status. And it's not like they won't see you if you're not vaccinated. If you're not, you have to submit to a test. Like, all right, I personally have never had a problem with that. Like, if you're telling me, hey, I want to – we're trying to slow transmission of this virus, so we want to test everybody. All right, fine. You know what I mean? Like, I I can understand that. Yeah, as long as you're paying for it. Yeah, but they don't test people who are vaccinated. And this same person that I'm talking about is vaccinated, and then he got COVID a few weeks later. Yeah. So, I mean, like, yeah, if you're trying to slow the virus and you want to test everybody, that makes sense. But, oh, we're going to test people who are not vaccinated – So now only the vaccinated are going to be ones like blindly spreading it. Like just none of this has made sense from the beginning. Every time they get called out on something, all they do is double down and there's been zero consequences.
1: You're absolutely right, man. And it's basically like this false sense of security because I've already known a lot of people who are vaccinated and also got COVID. So the idea that they're only going to test on vaccinated people. It's just absolutely insane. It's like, oh, this is the most dangerous virus in the world, and we need to do everything we can and force all these controls on you to protect you from it. And yet we're only going to test vaccinated people. We don't care about the rest of them. It's BS, man.
0: Well, and dude, like some of it's downright almost scary. Obviously, as libertarians, we're not you know uh, fans of a welfare state by any means um but you know i think joe biden personally has said that you know people if you lose your job because you're not vaccinated you can't draw employment unless you are vaccinated right so i like, do what the hell and you know that's quote i think it's uh it's either stalin or lenin but it's like you know one death is a tragedy a million deaths is a statistic
1: hmm i haven't heard that but god that's that's profound
0: yeah it's Darkly. profound but you know it's kind of weird so like um, Anthony Fauci, and I mean, sorry if it seems like I have my tinfoil hat on for this episode. Uh we're talking about lots of uh triggering topics. But you know, he is allowed to perjure himself in front of Congress, right? Yeah. He can like get called out on it, and that is not a very big deal. And you don't hear anything about individual instances. You don't hear about this one person lost their job. It's just, uh, it's kind of what happens like individual on individual versus what happens uh, in mass. So like, I'm gonna tell like all the troops, you have to get vaccinated. I'm going to tell you know everybody you know through the Department of Labor. It's you know big numbers versus small numbers, but when one man lies to Congress like that, doesn't get talked about. And I know that's not the only reason why. Obviously, they have their own agenda uh, to brush that under the rug and not bring that up so much and all of that. But uh, that just reminded me of that quote, and I do think it is stolen.
1: That raises a really good question and just idea about what collectivism is in
0: general. Mm-hmm.
1: Basically, if we can distract people from individuals and their yes. stories and their yes. lives and what makes them unique and what triggers them and what bothers them and what they're going through, and we just make it these big blanket statements about all of society, then people will stop caring about those individuals because they, exactly, think, yeah. they think that the world works in those big numbers and this big picture categorizing view of the world, and that's absolutely not reality. That's fake. What's real is those individuals and their lives and their freedoms that are being taken from them and the emotional you know turmoil that they're going through to possibly have their job taken away um and and very really in the next few months might actually have their job taken away um, it's such a distraction from reality and uh, great point just great great way to bring that up because that's well, yeah that's perfect
0: dude because that's what I was thinking you articulated it much better but yeah you took my idea and you worded it so yeah that's exactly right that's the collectivism and
1: jacob this is the greatest question i've ever heard anybody ask on this podcast and i appreciate you how can the libertarian party enact change when we only pull like three percent of the vote so have you ever heard of the revolutionary war
0: three percent
1: yeah he asked three percent perfect thank you jacob in the revolutionary war only three percent of colonists actually supported a revolution they actually supported a new government The rest of them might have been loyalist or they might have just been too passive to give a damn and actually fight and stand up for something. But that 3% fought a revolution and started our country. And that's been the beacon of freedom and liberty for a long time. And we're going to make sure it stays that way. Don't ever underestimate 3% of the population and what we can do. And we're growing constantly. We're getting bigger and bigger. Um, Election results don't really mean crap because a lot of people don't vote, period. And most of the ones who vote for establishment parties feel compelled to do so because they believe in what you're saying right now we don't need to win elections we need to change the culture and three percent of this country can absolutely do that
0: yeah, um, dude, that thing i sent you today that mark twain quote um if voting accomplished anything they wouldn't let us do it exactly so i mean yeah don't let the numbers get you down jacob i am a black-pilled libertarian and, no you're not uh, no you're not uh, absolutely so don't no, let those not. numbers and the voting and the bureaucracy that's their game we're not playing that game anyways
1: Thanks for letting us know, my white-pilled best friend, who is absolutely, absolutely white-pilled. You are one of the most hopeful, positive libertarians
0: in the world. I am hope. Po- I am what? I am hopeful and positive. What's up, Patricia? Thanks for commenting on the
1: crusty couch. Um, oh, I wasn't following that. <laughs> they've nicknamed my couch crusty. It's uh it's not crusty. It does have a lot of dog hair on it, though. That's
0: where I sleep when we have sleepovers. Everybody <laughs> yeah. thinks. Everybody thinks they have a right to comment on my sleeping arrangement at your this house. This is Braxton's bed I'm know. sitting on right now. <laughs>
1: Seriously. Be respectful, please. Good grief. Um, Okay. Well, anything else? Gold pill, black pill, white pill, rainbow pill. Thank you, Patricia. Anything else that we want to cover as far as vaccines, COVID, and collectivism in general?
0: Um, It's just weird, dude. It is just weird. And, you know, I think the the white-pilled viewpoint on it, it's hard to say for sure, but it's easy to see. It's it's all tribalism, right? Mm. The And, I mean, this is actually going to segue into what we can talk about next. You think, like, all this COVID stuff is so ridiculous. It doesn't make any sense to science. It's so you know they're just throwing personal individual freedom out the window it's absolutely crazy and you wonder like how can people go along with this but it's part of that collectivism we were talking about and those same people that want to get on a team they want to get on their team it's the same people you know it's not just this one issue that they're siding on it's been it's everything in the past 15 years you're it's exactly the, right you know it's the january 6th Everything that happened on January 6th, it's the Kyle Rittenhouse, it's the Orange Man, it's the MAGA, it's the – all this stuff, you know, people people have been either aligning themselves or unaligning themselves uh, this entire time. And I think, I think that is the majority of it because this is too weird.
1: You're exactly freaking right, man. It's like as soon as those categories – Jessica and I were talking about this when it comes to, like, racism and stuff. Um, because one thing that we touched on in a conversation was basically that in our childhoods, in our schools, racism, sure, it still existed, but it was not like we had a view that people of color in our schools were less than us or treated them differently. Um, it seemed like they were just normal students, and we didn't think about that differently. It was almost like in our generation, millennials and, and now Gen Z coming up, that racism was kind of disappearing on its own in a sense you know, I'm sure it still exists. And of course, there's going to be a lot of CRT people who disagree with that statement. But it was definitely going down, it was definitely going away. Um, And so the establishment and the government and everybody kind of had to put those categories back in, they had to, you know, redraw those lines to make sure we knew that no, 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 there is still racism. And you're actually a racist, even if you don't think you are, and you've never done anything racist, you're still a racist just because of who you are. Um, So I think that you're exactly right, man, that they've just They've just been focusing on that categorization, that us versus them concept, and that collectivizing people, and libertarian is the absolute antithesis of that. We hold that all people are individuals. We all have our own story. Every one of those stories is important, and that's what we should focus on when it comes to policy. Um, I want to get back to Jacob. Fear too many people are too comfortable, apathetic, or impotent to fight.
0: That yeah, probably it, it's your...
1: true, brother. It's true, brother. But there's enough of us, man. Don't give up hope. Keep wanting to fight. Don't be one of the apathetic people. Don't be negative. Don't listen to the naysayers. And that's how we make this happen, man. So keep up the fight. Keep tuning in.
0: Dude, so that, you know, we're we're going to have to start doing stuff and uh, to give some people hope. You're right, man. And, and uh, we'll invite Jacob. Maybe if he doesn't want to put it just out to everybody, he can uh, DM one of us and let us know where he's at because uh, he can come along. We're going to go stomp the yard at OSHA. <laughs> don't, don't tell anybody.
1: <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right. On to the next issue, which honestly
0: – big igloo is I'm, nigh.
1: The big igloo is nigh. Um this issue that we're talking about right now has pissed me off more than anything else tonight. So Fed's seeking tougher sentences for veterans who stormed the Capitol. And let me just this one sentence just blew me away.
0: Um oh, dude, dude I think uh I think I know what it is. What? Is it the uh, unparalleled assault on the bastion of American democracy? No, not necessarily. All right. That blew me away. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I thought we were on the same page there. No, you're fine.
1: I'm going to have a hard time finding it. But essentially what the sentence says was you'd think that like a veteran because of their military service would get kind of um, some grace when it comes to punishing them. But what this sentence says, it was, I can't find the participation
0: that, of veterans in this riot was particularly shocking because some of them apparently used training they received in the U.S. military against their own government to disrupt the peaceful transfer of power. Yeah. And, and that's, yeah,
1: that, that's not exactly the sentence I was looking for.
0: Um, well, dude, yeah, I'm sorry. We need, we have to go through this entire article because it's absolutely bonkers. Um, that same, A paragraph I was reading from, it said, um, you know, far-right extremists, including Oath Keepers, uh, who marched up the Capitol steps in a stack formation used by military infantrymen. Like, if you're going to narrow down stack formation, uh, that's that's very odd. That's not what happened. That's not even a thing, you dunces.
1: Absolutely, dude. This is the sentence that really pissed me off. Prosecutors have repeatedly maintained that veteran service, while commendable, made their actions on January 6th more egregious, literally, literally being punished for their service, literally receiving extra punishment because they served their country. You can agree with January 6th or not. I'm sure most libertarians think it was hilarious, like a, the picnic table chair turned over. That's pretty much how we view the whole thing. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Um, in the scheme of things, but to punish a veteran because they've served in the military to give them a harsher sentence, that is outrageous. We should be up in arms over this. I mean, this is a, this is a very fundamental veteran issue and don't worry, the caucus is going to hit on it. Unfortunately, I learned about it today, but as the veteran caucus, we're absolutely going to tackle this
0: and get as much noise as we can, um, There's only two people who think that way, and that is boomers and civilians that are very far removed that say things like that, like military members should be the last people to act out against their government. You know what I mean? Like they they're part of that. Dude, you're absolutely freaking crazy. That's a very boomerish attitude. Like, okay, I could see I I, there, there are a few people I can think of, you know, perhaps even in my own family that would say something like that. They're old boomers. They're old, even for boomers. And then, yeah, people have no idea what they're talking about, man. Like, that makes absolutely zero sense. Rest assured, nobody who's informed made that statement. And uh, it's messed up, dude. It's something we've hit on the show many times. You are not allowed to use your uniform. You're not allowed to use your service for yourself. You can't use it, you know, for any political reasons. But they sure as hell can. And that's exactly what they're doing right now by saying, like, oh, the fact that, you know, exactly, dude, people, exactly what he said, exactly what Thomas said. Um, I've had people, whenever I, you know, kind of officially became a libertarian and I was posting, you know, not even necessarily anti-Trump stuff, but I was trolling both of them. You know, I had family members telling me literally fall in line, soldier. You know, this is too important. You know, if you don't vote for Trump, you don't have to like him. If you don't vote for him, Hillary's going to win all this other stuff. People have that attitude. and. Uh, I'm telling you, the people who told me that did not serve in the military.
1: It's exactly. absolutely not
0: a thing, man. What the hell?
1: Exactly. It does seem like civilians and people who have never served at all can make these bold statements of what they think the liberta- or the military should be and how we should think. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it goes back to that collectivism. We're all individuals. We don't mm-hmm. all think one way. And if anything, you'd think military service, people who took an oath to dis- defend the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic would be people who are politically active, angry. And while I don't agree with the actions on January 6th, and I do not think the election was stolen from Donald Trump, I can see why people in that boat would stand up if they had military service in their history.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but that's just insane because that just means that any future anti-government action that comes from veterans is going to be treated more harshly than it will be for everybody else. And that's absolute mm-hmm. bullshit. Um, it's absolute evil. It's a punishment for for sacrificing your
0: life and time for our country. Dude, but you know, it's not new. Like we talked about, you know, very recently, I don't know if it was last episode or the one before, but you know, some of the things, they might even be inadvertent, but with the Obama administration policy, okay, we're going to have 100% conviction rate on sexual assault cases because of all the Me Too stuff. Um, You know, that kind of transferred, if you hear uh, Eddie Gallagher talk about his experiences, and here's, he's the one that I learned this from, he said that that translated that the uh, JAG took that as, well, okay, we're going to try to have, you know, we're just going to try to bolster our conviction rates on everything. So, yeah, the sexual assault, we saw change. We saw them drop the hammer terribly. It needed to happen, but they absolutely botched it but they they sure did drop the hammer on that but they brought the hammer down on all issues as well like it was uh it was a bad time to be on the wrong end of the military justice system true and uh, so i mean that contributes to this like this is just the atmosphere that they're dealing with right now
1: instead of respecting military members and veterans for the service they're actually acting like they should be they're more we're more ant than everybody else is yes. everybody else is still an ant but if you've been in the military you're more of an ant than everybody else and you deserve to just listen to the government and that's it
0: yeah very weird but dude can we pick apart this article because from the beginning it's very weird and i mean not even weird in like a erroneous way but like so this guy that the article highlights It said he was a lieutenant colonel whenever he uh, retired at 27 years. It doesn't say that he was prior enlisted, but surely he was, right? Can you spend 27 years in the military and just be a 05?
1: Uh, Yeah, it's actually – so the only guaranteed officer rank is captain. After 03, it becomes completely bored. Well, yeah, um, I so understand were...
0: that, but 27 <coughs> year 05, especially like what about I mean I don't I know officers don't have higher tenure, but uh is does that not just sound weird? A 27 year 05.
1: That's that's pretty normal, man. Getting getting 06 is a really big accomplishment. Most officers do not make full bird in their careers no matter how long they spend in it. Um so it's that's pretty common. I don't think that necessarily means he was prior enlisted. Um I don't know what army ribbons mean. I was gonna to try to see if I could find something that tells me. <laughs> and I mean, like special
0: um, forces too, dude. So, dude was a green beret. Um, yeah. But what? Well, you know, again, I don't speak army, so I don't know that I've ever seen the the green beret with also the medical insignias. I don't know how that works, but. um, un unpar- yeah, dude. It calls that an unparalleled assault on the bastion of American democracy. That entire thing was weird
1: <laughs> Dude! That is ridiculous. On the bastion of American democracy. That bastion where third parties don't even have a chance to get in debates. Where they're not on the polls. And where the establishment parties do everything possible to keep us out of uh, the mainstream media. Um, yeah. The American democracy was a bastion once
0: upon a time. It's not anymore. Dude, absolute joke. And I mean, absolute like, the, the, the entire thing... Is weird as hell. Like, I mean, you know, you've seen the videos of the Capitol Police, you know, opening doors and standing aside and letting people in. Sure. Um, Do I think those people were a bunch of sillies? Yes. Silly geese for sure. Do I think that was (laughs) domestic terrorism? I don't. No. Um, Is the Capitol building a bastion of American democracy? Absolutely (laughs) not.
1: Capitalism is a bastion of American lobbyism and corporatism and cronyism. And uh, that's what it's a bastion of it's a bastion of oppression. That's how we see it. Um, wow. That's, that's fascinating, dude. I think, yeah, the Oh six thing is normal, but that's just absolute BS the way they're doing this. Um, so in at least five cases so far, prosecutors have cited a rioter's military service as a factor weighing in favor of a jail sentence or house, or house arrest. arrest. Yep. So they're, they're more likely to put somebody in a cage because they served in the military. So if you're a young recruit, if you're in the delayed entry program and you're thinking about joining the military, just know that it might actually land you in a cage someday, even once you're a civilian, simply for standing up for what you believe in. Um, absolute horseshit. I just can't even... I just can't even get over this. We, we got to be so loud about this. And the fact that it's funny because if it was applied to the decision to convict those people or not, then it would be illegal. You can't discriminate based on somebody's veteran status. But when it comes sure. to sentencing, I guess they can just do whatever the hell they want. That's what
0: I'm understanding. But the fact that he did receive that training and the fact that he intentionally overlooked his oath to commit one of the most destructive acts against our Constitution and our democracy, that does affect the government's view of his conduct. Wow, I'm getting mad. I'm getting mad. Overlooked his oath and commitment to the Constitution over January freaking 6th.
1: What's, What's that oath say again, Braxton.
0: You solemnly swear or affirm that you'll support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. And no matter what side of the Constitution you want to argue those protesters were, they didn't do anything to threaten the Constitution 100 percent i mean abs- And even if they threaten democracy you know i mean as a libertarian like yeah screw democracy democracy is uh stupid majority rule Marble. Yeah, yeah exactly Marble's stupid anyways but and i and mean we're like so I said,
1: far past the actual constitution and what it meant that anything any, attacking any government agency today in that kind of way and speaking your mind against them is so far removed from what the constitution actually is it's absolutely yep. insane
0: uh yeah i don't get it dude it's a, i mean I I have no idea. I I avoid the tinfoil hat stuff uh, as much as I possibly can. Um, I I know you said you didn't feel like the election was stolen. I don't think it was stolen necessarily. I definitely think it's weird that Biden got 84 million votes, got more votes than any other election ever um, because he's got the personality of old oatmeal. Mm -hmm. Um, He told people, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. Yes, yeah, seriously. Um, all this <laughs> How you mean, get away I mean with that. Yeah, I don't see him uh I was surprised that he won, but uh I was also surprised that people were willing to storm the Capitol uh to defend their king, DJ Cheetah Uh yeah, I wow. mean very freaking weird dude. And actually I think libertarians um it's a pretty divisive issue. I don't know by and large where they stand i know some in both camps i like
1: this uh i like this judge or is it a prosecutor i wasn't reading the article thoroughly enough but somebody the judge said she was surprised by the justice department's position because she believed most americans have enormous respect for gruppo service and it's not just because i grew up on military bases around the world hal added i love when military brats are like trying to claim that they're also veterans and also have a right to speak on those issues like thank you prosecutor hal for letting us know that you grew up on military bases that gives you absolutely no more right than anybody else to comment on this situation
0: dude you know it really is weird and i mean like i don't think it's a big deal but that is a real thing where spouses and kids while they have their own niche for sure it's just hilarious how often their views are different than the military members yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's a very common thing. Like, oh, as a military brat, I feel this way. Oh, my husband was in the air force for 20 years. So I know this versus man. And even if it's just the gray stuff, I told you personally, um, my employer is going through a lot of this stuff with the COVID mandates and everything. And, uh, my boss, what well, the owner of my company was talking to my manager. So obviously my direct boss, um, asking him like, why the hell are all of these vets, um, they were the first ones that are be like, Oh, I'm unequivocally. I'm not going to take it. You know what I mean? Like I thought, you know, they're in the military. How can they be in the military and not like the government? And he was kind of just like, yeah, I'm not really sure because he didn't, he doesn't know the other guys as well as he knows me. He was like, Oh, that's just Braxton. He doesn't want to be told, you know, what to do period. But, um, I do. And it's like, Dan, uh, this Marine vet that I work with, he was explaining to him, you know, you go over there and they tell you that you're fighting for freedom and you know, you're fighting and you're losing friends. All in the name of freedom. And then you come home and you know, you have certain groups of people that call you like baby killer, murder cult. They call you these names, and you're told that's what freedom looks like. You know what I mean? Like embrace it, you know, and you do. So, everything you do for freedom, whenever you get out, you know, you just want to be damn sure that there is freedom. You know what I mean? And that's sure. awesome, man. I was explaining, I mean, that's what's so fun about being a libertarian because I can, you know, like passionately argue that, you know, Mormon people should be able to have like five wives or that, you know, people should be able to do recreational heroin. I mean, I can argue real passionately about it and I love doing so, you know, all, it, you know, just knowing that they would do the same for me and, you know, my little individual freedoms, you know I mean? It's, it's the best thing once you get those duopoly uh, blinders off and I would argue for, you know, things that I'm, you know, against. You know, I mean, this is where I kind of should have gone with that. But veterans are sort of the same way. Um, they kind of have that understanding. But, yeah, it's just really weird. A lot of the stuff that was being said there, you would not hear a veteran say. And, I mean, you might notice that there weren't any veteran testimonies, or at least I haven't seen any yet, not even like four-star generals or, you know, previous generals that are now bureaucrats. Nobody, none of them have commented on it. It's just everybody else. But that's, I don't know what the disconnect is, but military members often have way different views than their families. That's pretty funny.
1: Dude. I hate whenever, I won't name any names, but a, a Zoom meeting you and I had a few weeks ago or months ago, I hate whenever somebody gets in a conversation with a few veterans. And it's like, oh, and my uncle was a veteran and my brother is a veteran and my sister's a veteran. And so I really understand what military people go through. And it's like, dude, you either, you either served and you can be proud of it or you should respect service and honor it. But I don't feel like there should be a there's not a gray between I feel like of people who just try to claim like this, this like, uh, you know, inside the group kind of idea because they had exposure or they were in the vicinity of military service. It's just that's not the same thing.
0: And it's not even a gatekeeper mentality. It's not exactly. like it's not like you or I are so proud of our service. It's like, well, no, you shouldn't claim that because you know you're not really about that life. You're just adjacent to it. That's not it at all. It's just you're either in it and you get it, or you don't. It's not. It's not a funky attitude. Exactly, it's, man.
1: It's it's that your experience does not align with ours. You can't understand what it's like. Um, yeah. It's just completely different, man. And it's I understand why those people want it. But if you really on, honor military service and respect it, then you should just say so and not try to claim um, a little piece of it because you've seen it firsthand or seen it secondhand. Um, so anyway, um, I want there's a comment from Twitch, DarkSage9117, talking about whether Democrats should be worried about losing the state of New Jersey because of their narrow margin in the governor race. Um, it's interesting, man. We could see a lot of the country, I think, go red in the next few years because how terribly the Democrats are doing right now. And Biden is just kind of the epitome of how that party has died. Um, what do you think, man? Do you think there's going to be like a red wave coming up or something? Or,
0: Dude, I don't really know much about the politics in New Jersey. I've been in New Jersey once, and it was a dope That's trip. Right. Um, I got to hang out with Miranda, uh, who just Walk had around a, birthday. a base.
1: Walk around a base looking for stuff for two days, right?
0: Dude, it, that was terrible. I was, uh, that's, oh God, that's the uh, like epitome of dumb young Braxton. Um, I had no clue. That's, I mean, obviously i would learned how to, I just kind of tossed my brain out the window. and was like, well, I'm just going to let the military think for me. <laughs> oh dude, that was something. But I mean, I got to hang out with Schletz and uh, Vitimo and Miranda and that was sick. That was a great trip actually. Yeah. But I don't know much about the politics. I know they like crab cakes over there, crab cakes and uh, cheesesteaks which, I mean, I didn't think either one of those were New Jersey.
1: Patricia says, I've never had the opportunity to serve, but I definitely support and respect veterans. I don't have the lived experience, so I find it difficult to offer peer services to vets. Well, Patricia, like, we appreciate that. And that's exactly, you know, if when I hadn't served yet, I, I didn't try to, um, you know, claim any type of, you know, relation to the, to that idea. Um, so all, all veterans want is for people to... Uh, Acknowledge that, respect it, I guess, if that's – I don't even care. I don't think we even care about that. Simply acknowledge it and uh, offer your support if, if people need it, especially if they're struggling with suicide, PTSD, depression, things like that. But um, not faulting anybody for not serving either. That's the thing. I always tell people when they ask me about it. I'm like, look, if you can get through college and you can find another way to do life and you've got a skill you want to learn and you've got a pathway, go do that. Um, the military is is pretty specific for people who uh, you know want to do it. And uh, not everybody does. And you shouldn't feel any lack of pride or any shame for not serving in the military. It's, it's for people who want to, and that's all it is. So not hating on anybody who hasn't been in the military. Uh, just don't try to claim some kind of like special privilege because of the vicinity.
0: Um, anyway. Dude, even, even the oh, civilians ahead, that uh, were, even the civilian contractors, you know what I
1: mean? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, they, they have a better idea than most, but still, it's not the same. Um, all right, man. Well, anything that you would like to plug before we shut this be down?
0: The Libertarian Party Veterans Caucus. Um, we have a website. We put the website in the comments so everyone can it, visit the website. It's
1: not up yet. It's not active yet, so no, I will not. But our website should be out shortly. We have filed as a nonprofit with the IRS, so we're waiting for Uncle Sam's permission to collect money from people.
0: So, but that's a misnomer, right? On. That's a misnomer, okay. right? We're still going to get pretty rich off of this.
1: Oh, we're going to get super rich, bro. We'll yeah. be
0: just Yeah, that that wording. Word couch made non-profit, but <laughs> me and you were taking all the money.
1: <laughs> uh, it was a hard decision for us to decide to do a non-profit or a PAC. And the difference is PACs can contribute a lot more money to federal campaigns and candidates. Um ultimately directly. We'll but what we ultimately decided with the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus is that we want this to be an awareness raising campaign. We want to bring these ideas and really to be a vehicle to get veterans into the movement and into the party. Um, so that's going to be our focus. We're still going to promote candidates and endorse them. Um, we're just not gonna be able to give as much money to their campaigns, um, but we can encourage our members to do so. So I think being a 5014C is really the best decision. And um, we're really excited to see how this caucus goes. We can't wait to get our store up can't wait to get some merch out to you guys start offering memberships for everybody um so keep following up with us keep keep watching um thank you guys for being here anything else you got brax
0: no i want to talk to all these guys very soon we need to organize um we need to organize like a clubhouse or something like i want to talk to these guys especially the sort of stuff we're talking about today like i want to hear from i want to talk to all these guys about it uh
1: yeah, Stephen. So a pack is just a lot more work, a lot more filing, a lot less freedom, um, a lot more oversight from the IRS and the government. So that's kind of why we decided we could definitely do the other one. <clears throat> we could definitely form a pack later on, but I think for now where we're at. But um,
0: and we're plugged into a few packs. You know what I mean? Like we mm-hmm. have the Voices Against Tyranny, uh, people for liberty. Like we're plugged into packs, so we're not. Uh, it's not like we're not going to be contributing uh, in the immediate. So exactly.
1: Uh, but anyway, guys, follow the Libertarian Party Veteran Caucus on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Yeah. Um, follow the Oklahoma Libertarian Party if you don't, OKLP.org, because I would love your support there, too. Um, go to notarealpodcast.com, and you can buy Ooh. our merchandise and have Not A Real Veteran t-shirts. And we're working on more t-shirts and stuff all the time. So thank you guys so much for being here. Check us out tomorrow night with me and bootleg right back here at 6 p.m. Central time. That's 6 p.m. Freedom time. And we will see you guys next week.